it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, sir. Is Kenny still on? Nope. Okay, I, I want to tip my cap. Yes. To PJ Fleck. All right. And I'll I'm tell you on. why. Okay, tell me why. No one would be capable of the BS he is saying <laughs> about the pinstripe rule. Oh, and you knew it was better, coming, baby. Better than he has okay, done. Okay, all right. He, he said, say? some bowls just show you, hey, here's the beach. Have a good time. See you in five days. <laughs> this bowl is something that's really in-depth. The culture and the excitement and Times Square and being in Manhattan. It's going to be 28 degrees and raining. <laughs> yes. It's really special. And I know there the players are going to have a great time. Hopefully they truly realize that. I thought that was a splendid job. Of, yes. And I'm being serious. Sure. How do you, you got you gotta smooth it up? Yeah, well, right. Pinstripe it's, bowl. It's, what the hell a, is that? Isn't it on a Tuesday at noon? It's December twenty ninth. Oh, I thought it was seventh. December twenty ninth, one PM on ESPN. I thought it was Christmas. No, December 29. Well, apparently that is a very expensive weekend in it's New York. It's a Thursday. Apparently that's a very expensive weekend in New York City because uh, uh, somebody said that if you want to get on this gopher package, it's uh, uh, 1400 for the, uh, oh wait, 1900 for two nights for the hotel. And the flight. In downtown. Oh. No, no, and then, uh, but if it's if there's two of you, it's fourteen hundred a piece. Somebody said, "Wow, now, and that now, doesn't include your flight." Now, uh, according to uh, De- Declan Goff down the hall, mm-hmm. if you go on that one of those hotel websites, you can get a room for two fifty or something like that. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be extremely popular. What time? Uh, you know what? I'll time. drive. Should we go? And, and all I can't us, make it. Can we? If we all drive, can we do live shows? Uh, oh, how about that? You know, huh? Yeah. Live shows. Live from Yankee Stadium. Oh, live on the drive, bickering. Oh, oh there we go. Is this Stop a? Stop this! I gotta take a whiz. Oh my Is this a Yankee Bowl? Do the Yankees? Uh, uh, it's called the pinstripe. Yeah, it's in Yankee. The Yankees are got to give approval, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, I suppose tear up that gorgeous there's one field. In, there's one in Fenway too now. Really? Yeah, and there's one out in the Giants Park. Giant right? Stadium has one. I don't know. You can't and, hurt that. And, stadium. And, and did, Arizona doesn't. Last time we went to Arizona, I think they played in the baseball stadium yep, too. They have one so. in Arizona. 
Yeah, don't get any big ideas, Dave St. Peter, about playing a bowl game here. Well, wouldn't they do it at U.S. Bank if they were going to have a bowl game? You would think so. <laughs> the Vikings, can we say something? They're very, okay. you know what they okay. are? They're weird. They are extremely They're weird. very strange. I said they have now reached a point where they can play lousy yep. both on offense and defense <laughs> yep. and still win. And still win. And that was because the Jets could not score a touchdown. No, the Jets would get down in there and say, that's all the further we want to go. That's all we can do. They kick 15 <laughs> field goals. Yes, the quarterback. This court, you know, we used to, uh, we complained about Kirk throwing it under the chains a lot, meaning not to the first down, right? Yeah. This guy is the world's leading expert at throwing it three yards short of the first down marker on yes. third down and fourth down, right? Yep. But uh, it should have been easy. I said this earlier, but you know what Tom Kelly said? There's four outcomes. Mm -hmm. You beat them. Mm -hmm. They beat beat you. You you beat yourselves. They beat themselves. (laughs) I would say the Jets beat themselves in this game. They had 486 yards. Well, including, boy, what, 360 in the second half yeah, or something? Our boys right? had 293 or 283. Or, they, that's as bad as Kirk can play. But he put together the one drive they I had thought the victory the yesterday clinched the, the uh, no, NFC. because the Detroit's Detroit won. won. And now we have to go into that hornet's nest. I think Detroit can <laughs> beat us. Well, they we, should be favored Joe, on Sunday. The Detroit, Lions. yeah. I think they should be favored. But let's remember one thing about Detroit. All right, it's, it's Detroit. Detroit. That's, let's let's remember. Just got ejected. Yeah, yeah. What if he's there? Oh, he'll, of course he will. He's Detroit back, Don. On, he's Detroit back Don. on the bandwagon. Yeah. He's drunk right now. He's yeah. so happy about the forty-point win. They've been in the forties twice in a row, right? Their offense is, is golf pretty good. Still the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing fine. They they'd take him a few places right now, but uh, <laughs> the Jets. Yeah, but they're still the. Uh, they're going to get themselves all fired up and come out and make about five screw-ups, don't you think? <laughs> but the key to the Vikings, I've decided, is they're really good when Jefferson is the best player in the league. If you can figure out a chance, a way to slow him down like mm-hmm. the Jets did yesterday, then then the Vikings aren't all that good. But yeah. if, you can, if he's Jefferson and... You can't stop him, then then they're good. They're good. But they're ten and two. How the hell can you complain? I guess it's amazing. I don't know if you want any part of Dallas though in the second uh in the second round of the you know, of the playoffs. Uh, Dallas Dallas, Dallas comes up here as a wild card. Jefferson needs a nickname. He Look must up have the some. who was the bad guy in the James Bond movie that had the grills? Okay. Remember that guy? He's a yeah, big guy. Big guy was not a. Was, he had the bad teeth. Was a hard guy to root for. Yeah. Uh, what was I can't remember. Yeah. If you name the, uh, he was. If, if he, you saw, just Google James Bond villains. Well, didn't he end up fighting him in a ski lift? Once? Yes. It was yes. Not, yes. Uh, yes. It, 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 the odds look stacked against James in yeah. that one. Well, we've got something that ranks James Bond villains. Oh, uh, yeah, Doctor No. No. Max Zorin. Jaws. 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 Okay. What was Jaws's name? Richard Jaws. Kyle? Yeah, Richard Kyle. Okay. Yeah, he was an unattractive guy, too. Well, that's because well, he the had grills. the grills, yeah. Yeah. But I gotta look up uh I gotta look up what his name is, the character what what is Jaws. Jaws. 
character, but he might have had a name like Bill or something, and they just called him Jaws. No, no, he was Jaws. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a real name. Mm. Uh, from The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker, uh, played in both films by actor Richard Keel. I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um he, is, he was Jaws in both movies. Yeah, the so. character oh, yeah. was inspired by Ian Fleming's description of a hoodlum named Saul Horror Horowitz in his novel The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just I think Jefferson should be called Jaws. There he is. That's him. He is a bad-looking guy. Yeah, man. that's him. Jaws. I, bet he, I bet even without the grills, he never played a good guy in a movie. Maybe he did not. not have that look. <laughs> he did not have that look. I got to tell you about the Cowboys game. All right. So I watched like most of the first half. For I mean, it was on. I wasn't paying that much attention, but it was fourteen to thirteen. Yep. And then the bride and I watched a movie. I went upstairs. We watched a movie. It might have been an hour and forty minutes, maybe an hour. And what 30. was the movie? Yeah, I can't even remember. It was not okay. any good. It was okay. Nothing special. And I come back down, and it's fifty-four to nineteen. What mm-hmm. the hell happened? Uh, the Colts went ahead and were the Colts. They, they gave it. To well, them. they turned the ball over. Three or four times in the fourth quarter. They're I can't not very good. No, they're not very good. You know what Dallas does defensively? We got this big, you know, big umbrella that we want everybody to throw the ball in the middle of the umbrella and then come up and make plays, right? They get about nine guys on the line of scrimmage at all times and look like they're, you know, they're not always coming, but they look like they're always coming. They got their cornerback cornerbacks. Playing right on top of the receivers, it is a completely different concept. Than Although that's uh, that's true, and they do have a good defense. Don't get me wrong, but the single most overrated player in football is Stephon Diggs' little brother Trayvon. Really, he gets it because all he does he gets a lot of holding penalties. Well, right? no, he all he, every time he just tries to go for the interception. Yes. And he gets burned every other time that he doesn't make. But the he inter- does. But he does lead the league in interceptions. Right. But he also him. leads the league in uh, well, reception like yards against. Yes. No, he's a Cowboys cornerback. Cowboys. Trayvon. Trayvon Diggs. Yep. When did Trayvon become a popular? Guy? Not sure. I don't know. Would there's that get the approval tra- in the baby walk? Tra- boy, uh, uh, no. you know, <laughs> no. I'm covering the Simley, Simley football game. You know, Inver Grove Heights. You know, out here. Yep. And. I got a hard time. I'm not not any ethically, but just as a guy writing on semi-deadline, mm-hmm. names that have apostrophes within them. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that either. And yeah. I certainly had two or a couple of those guys, and I kept trying to. And and every time I looked at their Trayvon's name, it was spelled different, and I just went with the, I just took my best shot. I hope I got it fairly right, but uh, he was a hell of a player. Anyway, back to uh, you know those names and are you very, weren't very there tough to spell. You were not there on Saturday for the uh, the big the famous greatest, play that's gotten a ever. better play than the Stefan Diggs play because yep, there yep. was a uh, lateral in it. How about the way they described that play, Joe? That uh, New London Spicer play. Yeah. You saw it? I saw the highlight. The kid, the the guy with the ball, was about to get tackled, and he had no idea the other guy was there. And the other guy just yelled, Bill, hey. or whatever his name, and he threw it up in the air, and the guy caught it as though it had yep. been pre-planned and uh, zoomed into the end zone. You know what my favorite part of the video is? You can see as he's heading to, to the end zone, you can see the tunnel that leads to yeah. the locker rooms. 
and you see the referees ready to do the next game all went, oh! But then they try to conceal, yeah, like, right, we're not right. supposed to celebrate. <laughs> well, That's my favorite part of the video. I thought you were going to say he ran up the tunnel like the guy did from Miami no, against but, Notre But Dame. the referees doing the next game were all staying there, and they all started to celebrate. Well, they can celebrate. And then they realized, oh, we can't really do that. Well, I thought that was care. great. It's the last play of the oh, game. I don't it's either, over. but I just thought that was funny. Well, it was it was a hell of a prep ball. They had uh, you know Hutchinson get it up. It looked like they had decent crowds. It was okay. It, yeah. It's hard to tell in that damn yeah. place. That was I officially I added it up my twelfth visit to the Ziggy Dome. Four of them have been either the prep bowl or the semis. Okay. One Viking game. Which one was that? The glorious loss to the uh, Bears on the last game of the season. Oh, when, when we repelled from the rough. They, when they, yeah, and yes, and okay. which they stunk it out. They absolutely <laughs> stunk it out. And the Super Bowl. And then uh, two Final Four sessions. One warm-up for the Final Four when they had St. Thomas play somebody. And two baseball games. Two baseball, go for baseball games. How many am I up to now? And then, and you were with us. When they had the X Games, oh yeah, and we went inside for yep. a while for the X Games. We had a, we were your, we were in one of your stations for the, yeah, we're, we're, they they want you over there for the X Games. I think we were the official they, radio home of the X Games in this they market. Did, they could care less. The the X Games, who are you and how who are you trying to get yeah. in here? They they were not very. I nice remember to us. talking to somebody about that. I said, can we do some play by play? Yeah. Pat do some play-by-play for the X Games. I think I walked inside and watched 20 minutes of them riding around on the motorcycles. <laughs> That's, but I, I, I added it up to 12. I think I'm missing one or two now. Though, Are you so. uh, plagued by anyone in your extended family who's buying this soccer BS? No. The kids no. aren't? No, they're not. They're too I into am. hockey. I'm plagued. Oh, no. Well, what? Who? Well, I mean, what are they celebrating? They think it's exciting. Four games. Mm-hmm. Three goals, mm-hmm. one win. Mm-hmm. Get on your home. Get on your plane and come home, you losers. Right. You know, <laughs> but they, this glorious, this glorious, and the fawning uh, coverage. These fawning stuff that's written about these valiant. I tweeted that out here. I got, I got valiant. <laughs> They're not it's, valiant. I mean, it's all this crap. You know. I'm in a feud with your guy Andy Greeter over this very topic because Andy's a big soccer guy. Yeah. So where the hell? Is you he? and Andy are tight. I love Andy. Andy works his ass off. He's great for a million dollars. Well, doesn't he have about 19 beats working for that paper? Yeah. All right. <laughs> he and Frederick average three at a time. So, over there, so. so here's what I tweeted. Here out. we go. Here's what I. By the way, the most exciting thing of the weekend: Tulane winning the. Uh, Winning their conference and they get to go to the Cotton Bowl. The last time they were in a big bowl game, 1939. How about that? Really? That was fun. They were 2 and 10 last year. They're 11 and 2 this year. Tweet this morning, I believe, maybe yesterday. These World Cup chroniclers chroniclers, and their overwrought paragraphs alleging valiance by participants make me puke. You want valiance, put on a helmet and shoulder pads and go knock the crap out of each other, you know. Is <laughs> is and uh, you know, because everything is written, oh, you know, they they got a goal and they got back and they valiantly got back within a goal, but then their hearts were broken. Oh god. 
Joe, 2026. We'll both be done by then, won't we? I think so. 2000, because really it, it's so. coming here, you know. It is. Yeah, we're having it here. And they, the and World just, Cup is going to be in this yes, country. And just to make sure. In Minneapolis? Just, no, we're not, we didn't get to make the cut. Oh. But just to make sure that we got in, mm-hmm. it's they're raising the number of teams in it from 30, countries in it from 32 to 48. Come on. Yes. So. Even if we lose to Trinidad and Tobago, and Tobago. We'll, still, we'll make it. We'll make it next time. And uh, although maybe the host country gets in anyway, I don't know because Qatar got in. Or and they, I don't, and they don't. I don't think they even scored a goal. No. Yeah. Is it no. L.A. No, all over, all over the oh. country. We just didn't. But get we one. didn't make the cut. I don't think we made Will it. Will you yeah. please cover it but again? We might have a coverage game of in the when it's like seven degrees. You know, three people. This is all we accomplished by making three guys from Honduras have feet amputated right. for playing this game here. You know, they've sacrificed limbs so we could make the tournament, the and, guy, and we get three damn goals in four didn't games. Didn't the guy get hospitalized with hypothermia? Yeah, he might still be there. <laughs> yeah. They might still be chopping leg pieces off him, you know, because that stuff... When your leg gets, when your foot gets black, they got to get rid of it. it. When you get getting, the black foot, you're yeah, done. it keeps going up the leg, and you keep chopping off different pieces. <laughs> you know, and, but we, we, oh, the glorious uh, victory over Honduras! All those guys want to do is get a plane and get home alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe had already mentioned this, but I, I forgot to bring this up when the topic was being discussed. But. Um, one of Royce's favorite uh, publications, Joe, had a tweet. I believe this was yesterday. By the end of the month, the following legends will have dominated at Yankee Stadium and its predecessor stadiums. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Reggie Jackson, Derek Jeter, Aaron Judge, and Mo Ibrahim. Yep. Oh, Mo, oh, oh, somebody. Oh, I thought That you was your say. friends at the Gopher Hole that oh, put that okay. out on Twitter well. yesterday. Yes, they might dominate against you. You know, the Mark Coyle hired both those coaches. Really? Yeah, he was uh, his last act, basically, as Syracuse AD. That's still the same coach? Dino, ba- Dino Babbers or something like that. Yeah, they still got the same coach. Boy, it's exciting. Did you follow your wild at all? I missed it last night. They struggled mightily to beat Anaheim, which they shouldn't have struggled. Yeah, Anaheim sucks. Yesterday they had a 5-1 lead in the third period. Gave it up, but we went in overtime. Had to win in a shootout. We got the man. Mm -hmm. Is that the first time they've gone three for three in a shootout, though? They've never got stopped. I was at a youth hockey game uh, It started at 4 o'clock yesterday. And Jim Paul was there to see his grandkid play for Chaska Chanhassen. Really? And this is Peewees. This is 12 years old. Yeah. But this is like the third tier of that. And my grandson is, weighs 83 pounds. And he's got all these other little teammates of his. They're like scooting around. And Chanhassen came out. And Ch- Chaska, like it was the offensive line from the Rams, they had these gigantic guys, but fortunately you can't check in peewees. Otherwise, they all would have been splattered <laughs> to death. They had to have one guy that was 190, kid, you know, and our boys just zipped around them and beat them four to one. Really? So speed works. If speed trumps weight in peewees, where you can't 
get somebody up against the board and kill okay. them. Kill them. So anyway, but uh, uh, I don't know why I brought that up, but uh, it was, uh, <laughs> but it was size, speed, speed versus size. Well, we breed them big in Chaska, Patrick. Oh man, they're gonna have. They're fact, gonna all be football players. Did they lose to West? Isn't that the? Aren't they in the same section? Chaska yes, and Mankato and then West. Elk River beat them. And Elk River beat Mankato West. Elk River, Joe, that's the football team you want to cover. Why? They never throw a pass. Those games are over quick. Yeah, they never throw a pass, and they they must have a collection of plays because everyone they go three yards, four yards, five yards, seventy three yards. Well, don't they yeah. have the three back, three running yes. back backfield? Oh, yeah. 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 And when it, is uh, college football going to go to eight teams in the playoffs? Twelve. Uh, twelve, not next year, but the next oh, year. Oh, really? That, twelve, yeah. You so, know who I feel bad for is that poor Nick Saban. Yeah, it is. I mean, they deserved it. <laughs> he's he's lobbying hard. It's well, too he, late. It's too late. But I know. He, his, he was on with uh, the the folks at ESPN, basically doing nothing but insulting Ohio State, knowing that yeah. that's who he was getting sized up against. I thought, Nick, well, he's, go right, away. he's right. The Ohio State Georgia. If the, unless somebody does something with that Ohio State defense in the next month, true, Georgia's going to slaughter them. But I think, don't you think TCU will beat Michigan? Because I do. There's a good chance. Yeah, that, there's a good chance. Well, no one's going to beat Georgia, so it really no. doesn't matter anyway. Although Georgia gave up 500 yards to LSU. Yeah, they got some athletes, though, the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize they did a nice piece uh, before the game yesterday. I didn't know Justin Jefferson's brother played quarterback at LSU. His name was Jordan. Previously? Yeah, he's nine years older than Justin. Okay. And then Justin's, the there's three brothers, Jordan, and then, oh, I forget the middle brother's name, Ricky maybe? They all, all three of them played at LSU. I did not know that. That LSU team that won the title for my guy Ed, who got wrongly accused of many things, they had him and Chase. And there's the third one. There's a third one. And this one little quarterback by the name of Burrow. Burrow, yeah. But Burrow had the greatest job well, in America. Which one of these world-class open receivers do I want to throw And the ball Randy to? Moss's kid at tight end. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> in fact, uh, was it the Ed O's when they when they decided to fire him? Didn't when they were talking about the buyout? Ed just went okay. <laughs> so you want me to tell you about the Mary Harden Baylor broadcast? No, just a minute. I want you to, but. So the playoffs are the first two bowl games, December uh-huh. 31st, Fiesta Bowl and Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Fiesta is Michigan and TCU, TCU. Peach is uh, Georgia and Ohio State. Correct. And those winners meet January 9th. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. But the big thing is what becomes of the Rose Bowl and games like this when they have a 12-team playoff? Because... Are those going to be the semifinal games? Then are they going to are they going to get rid of conference title games? I don't know. They should. I don't know. Otherwise, if you end up playing in that first round and then going to the championship game and you have a conference title, that's seventeen game season for a college. It's we ridiculous. have a bowl game as soon as December sixteenth, mm-hmm. the Bahamas Bowl. I'd go to that guy. I wouldn't mind playing in that one. Who's who's playing? Miami, Ohio versus UAB. Oh, man. 10.30 a.m. Mm. Oh, God. That's followed by the Cure Bowl. <laughs> what are we curing? <laughs> We're curing. That's in Orlando. You got U.S. 
That's UTSA. the third bowl game in What's Orlando. What's UTSA? University of Texas, San Antonio? Mm, yeah, who, who they got? <laughs> They're playing Troy. Remember when Troy. we used to be the home of all the bowl games? And the boss asked Joe, now you got to promote these. You know, we're carrying these games. And Joe would go, what the hell is the Beef O'Brady Bowl? I'm not, I'm not promoting the Beef O'Brady Bowl. <laughs> I miss the Beef O'Brady, but yeah. I got there. Well, the thing about half these bowl games, Joe, is they sign up a sponsor for about two years, and then they yep. have, you got a Cheese It Bowl. Yeah, no, for, the there's goal. two Cheese It Bowls this is, year. Is that really? That's, what, that's what my sources tell me. The goal, it, the goal is to go to see how many different names you can play under in that third string. You got your bowl. quick lane, your first responder, the, uh, your uh, your. Uh, I think we played in the Cheese uh, It. I think we played in the Arizona game under three different titles, right? Uh, the one got must fired. This is from Mace, Mace a gentleman by the name of Andy Gretz. This was published a week ago. The NCAA loves its cheese it so much that it is now going to have two bowl games sponsored by the cheese flavored snack cracker. I the, love a good cheese it. I know, I'm not a cheese it. Oh, I like cheese it. Oh, yeah, with like chili? Cheese-its. Crunch yeah. them up, put them on chili. Maybe good with maybe chili, but yeah. I'm not going to keep cheeses around the house for the once or every two months I'd eat chili. The Citrus Bowl announced on Tuesday morning that it will now be known as the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Really? That Citrus Bowl was... Uh, the, the, was that Big Jer's big game? That was when Big Jer's big game. And then uh, the Outback isn't the Outback anymore either, is it? Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not I don't sure. Know. I don't, I don't know. What is the Outback Bowl? Maybe it still is. I don't oh, know. Pat, tell me you saw Deion Sanders. Oh, Welcome. I guess Deion's press conference is fantastic. Oh. Have you not seen it yet? Took the Colorado, Colorado. Took the Colorado job. He basically walked in there to meet the team meeting and said, all you guys can leave because I got transfer. You guys go go into the transfer portal. Basically, you suck because I got better players who want to come His, here. I was trying to pull up the line. His line was so spectacular. He said, I know y'all been working hard, but time for y'all into the portal. I'm bringing my own luggage. <laughs> You know, who, you know who coaches, coached for him at Jackson State this year? I don't know. Coach Brew. Really? Coach Brew? No, I thought Coach, he was just recruiting for him. Coach Brew will be there helping him bring in those portal oh, boys. Oh, yeah, let's go. Dion, and that, that's a marriage made in heaven, Coach Brew. And oh. I don't think you can have a – I don't think with Dion you can have any uh, kind of borderline recruiting idea that Dion would turn down. Oh, God, no. Uh-uh. No. Oh, he's – then what else did he say? He got he had a couple. I'm trying other to find the clip because it's so he spectacular. Another, he, had, he had several other, other. Uh, did, the, did the he Colorado said, people blanch? And his, his son was there oh, with him, God. and he says, "Here's your quarterback, right? His kid, you know." Here we go. <laughs> we got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. Here's <laughs> Louie. I'm coming. I'm coming. It ain't gonna be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. Well, he just burned every yeah. bridge he could oh, find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got mad at everybody, mad at the guys that called him, what, Dion, right? Yeah. He wants to be called Coach Prime. Coach Prime. You're Coach supposed Prime. To, when you ask him a question, you're Coach Prime. He's prime, prime time. Coach Prime, you're supposed to oh, ask. Yeah. So... But I was out there when uh, they had McCartney 
you know, the promise keepers guy. Yeah, yeah. He committed so many sins uh, recruiting out at Colorado. He had to start the promise keepers to get back on the right side because they were wheeling and dealing with the best of them. But now you don't have to worry about it. You can do anything you want to. What about this Mary Harden Bowden? All right. The, the world is, in a lot of ways, all the access on the Internet uh, drives you crazy. But Mary Harden-Baylor is playing Bethel in the quarterfinals of the Division Three tournament. It's not on real TV anywhere. But all you got to do is go to the Mary Harden-Baylor website and hit watch, and there's the game with a professional uh, crew doing mm-hmm. the game apparently for Fox's third string uh, network down there in uh, in Texas, but on the sidelines they have a guy named Skeeta Jenkins, mm-hmm. and Skeeta is there to he's a apparently a prominent actor or something in the Dallas area, but he's a Mary Harden Baylor guy, right? Mm-hmm. So. They got Skeeter is going to do a coach interview at the end of the quarter player. He's going to, they got Skeeter down there. Skeeter's got an open mic that nobody realizes. The, <laughs> the, the guys upstairs don't know that Skeeter's on, right? So, first play that Bethel runs that gains any yards, you hear, Holden! You know, and then the, the next guard, the next play that makes any yards, Holden! <laughs> this guy's screaming. And then he's, you know, all day! All day! They make a play, his team makes a play in all day. And then, in the middle of the second quarter, he says to the guys up in the booth, he says, Say, uh, fellas, uh, I'm told that there's someone saying inappropriate things that is coming over onto the broadcast, and these guys upstairs are confused. It's you, Skeeter! Right. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one. Anyway, then they finally shut him up? The third quarter, we didn't hear from Skeeter, but yeah. the fourth quarter, he was back. Yeah. But I think everyone was then aware, but the holding stopped about the middle of the about the about the first half, the holding went on the home, which really bothered Mrs. Ricey because I was walking around the house the rest of the day Holden? saying, I'd Hold- come up and give her a big hug and say, Holden! And she, oh, there's <laughs> nothing like there's nothing like that kind of broadcast crew. Oh, I told yeah, you about yeah. the time I was driving through Iowa uh-huh. during a Hawkeye yeah. football game listening to the radio crew. Well, there's, you know, it's first and 10 from their own 25. Well, that's an obvious offside they missed. Right. You know, it's things like that. Right, right. And I said, I have to listen to this but every this, game. This guy, they didn't know had a live mic. Oh, that's so, so crazy. The guys upstairs didn't know what he was saying. They never says, that was offside. <laughs> you know, he was screaming, but the best was just holding. Holdin'. Every time they. What was, uh, what do you think the price tag for Carlos Correa is going to be now, Patrick? What's uh, what Trey happened? Turner. Has just agreed to a contract with the Philadelphia Phillies on 11 years and $300 million. He ain't worth it. He's good. He ain't worth that. He's, I don't well, like him that one. He's not a really good shortstop. No, he's, he's not. You're right. Yeah, but he's, but a, he's a heck of a bat, though. Uh, well, uh, I don't think Correa will get that. Uh, will get that. Not obviously going to get that long a deal. The big thing for Boris is that he can say that his guy's making more per year than the average else. annual yeah. value. Yes, gotcha. 
But uh, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Uh, how about Verlander? Did you see that? Well, he might go to New York. No, he is. He's going is to the Mets. Know? No, yeah, going to the Mets. Yeah, two years, forty-three million a piece. Eighty-six. And the Mets fans are already excited because Kate's going to be at games. Yep. That's can't a, blame him for that. Yeah, a, I can't blame a, him for that. That's a, Kate. Houston Kate, just didn't want to pay that much. No, they don't do that. Yeah. They don't. You know, they let Correa go and got a better shortstop yeah. in this kid. And they got an unlimited. He's 40. He's, yeah. you know, who's just as stupid as the Mets. Uh, Texas giving DeGrom oh, that a, kind of money. The guy makes 20 starts a year. He ends up, he's phenomenal when he pitches, but he's always hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, so the the Twins are obviously just saying that we've made multiple offers, but there's, they have no intention of truly signing him, do you think? Not if it gets up to three hundred and some million. No. Oh, Correa! Yeah, Correa. The Twins. Well, here's the Twins. There's a Dan Hayes from the Athletic is covering the winter meetings, and he's got that the Twins are willing to trade Arise for pitching. Well, I got news for them. Arise is a more popular player mm-hmm. than Correa, and Polanco just had a year when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, he was been he's been a warrior. You know damn well if they trade a rise, they're going to need a second baseman one month into the season because something's going to happen. Because right? Polanco's going to get hurt. Polanco's going to get hurt. That's he's he's the one guy you got to give you an at bat. Mm-hmm. You know that's uh, it would be it. Yeah, How'd you not talk your way into covering in San Diego this time of the year? Ah, uh, well, yeah, the uh, their big cut, big travel cutback. We Lavelle went out there. Because he's on the Veterans Committee that voted in Fred McGriff yesterday. He's one it's of the, about time, one by of the, way. the three sports writers. And no Kurt Schilling. 16. Nope. No, Schilling got hardly any votes. Uh, him, Susan Slusser, and uh, and I don't know who the third was. And and then for the 16. And Lavelle, they didn't even have Lavelle stay to cover it because of their hmm. budget cuts. So. I was kind of surprised Mattingly didn't make it. I thought he'd make it, too. I don't think he got much. What did he get? He eight got votes, eight, I believe. Eight votes, yeah. Because you it's, needed what? Twelve. You need twelve. You need seventy-five percent. So anyway, hmm. yeah, we're uh, those days of, oh man, the winter meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greatest invention in the history of sports <laughs> writing. <laughs> Unbelievable. You had some issues with it. Oh yes, I did. But the yeah. best part when I covered it was there was, so you would. You would, like, get together. You had to write for the afternoon, morning, afternoon, St. Paul. But you get together with your guys. Oh, yeah. And, you know, from other teams. And you negotiate a trade. Because you knew Calvin wasn't going to do anything anyway, right? <laughs> so we'd negotiate a trade. Hot rumors down yeah. here that, uh, you know, this this is, this is the Twins talk. Twins are getting Mickey Mantle. <laughs> it was all made up. <laughs> then, we, then we'd start drinking. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always I was told this one a hundred times that Eddie Robinson is the Frankie Highland and I are drinking in the Fairmont Hotel, and Eddie Robinson is in there. It's about three in the afternoon at the bar, and Eddie Robinson is the GM of the Braves, and he's and he leaves an open bar. Mm-hmm. He leave, he leaves a open bar. Said, yeah, you got. I got to go to the room. You know, he says he's working on a deal. I said, yeah. yeah. So we start buying drinks for everybody in the place on Eddie's tab. Turns out Eddie's staying at the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start scrounging through. Holy our, mackerel! We have to start scrounging through our 
billfolds and using the last nickels we have to pay wow. our bar bill there. <laughs> God, what a useless, what a useless thing it always was with Calvin's, you know. Yeah. By by Thursday, their only player move would be drafting somebody in the Rule Five. Well, when draft. when did the winter meetings actually mean something? In the fifties, the thirties, the forties? I don't know. What yeah. they, there'd be a trade made, but. You know, it, it would all. It was always a scam. What was know? its initial intention? Well, it's actually the meeting of minor league baseball, the minor league baseball association, which now is gone, replaced because baseball took it over. What two years ago? Sure. But it was the minor league baseball association's annual meeting, and then baseball major leagues attached themselves to the front end of that. Got it. And uh, started, you know, so they could go down there and meet with their affiliate guys and stuff like that. And then, and then it became a source of winter publicity for baseball sure. back in the days when, the you know, the baseball would just disappear once the World Series was over because. You know, there was nothing going on. Okay. So it was it was basically an attention thing. But and it then, used to disappear for a long time. Oh yeah, because the World Series was over early. Yeah, World, yeah, World Series over in October twentieth yeah. at the latest. Oh no, no earlier. Yeah, than well, yeah. yeah. And then then it wouldn't come back. Till it's the like end, when end the NHL was six teams. Yeah. The Stanley Cup was hoisted in mid-April. Yes, wow. and spring training did not start until the end of February because the first game was like April, the Twins' first ever game. I think was on April 11th. Yeah, yeah. now they're in March. Yeah. Well, yes. we did announce we're bringing back Twins Fest. Should we do a celebratory? Yeah. Uh, do you see how they're bringing it? No. They're on the Friday night. <sighs> it's it's an event at the Fillmore. What? It's a it's a. I don't know an old converted theater now. Okay, there. no, I know. Yeah, I know that. But, but why are they having it there? It in. Why are they having it there? Because it's and then they want to charge you a cover to get in there and pay for autographs and drinks and stuff like that. Hmm. And then Saturday they have more of the old timer, but the players they have coming in from outside, they got like four or five of their own guys, but then they have local legends such as Darren Mastriani. And uh, like three or four, I don't even know Mauer's going to be there, you know. And uh, it's uh, local I, I legends, Darren Mastriani. Well, will the dealers Darren be there? Apparently, stayed in town when he oh quit playing. All right. Great what guy. about dealers with cards and stuff? I, I'm sure they're. I don't know if they're at the Fillmore, but I they're usually upstairs at the. There's only one day. It used to be three days when we were going, right? You know, I make fun, but that is Friday, the, Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon. That is right? the event. The last year we did our show there where uh, Ryan Presley played tic-tac-toe against my kid. Mm -hmm. So when he's closing out the World Series, I said, hey, remember what he goes? Well, he goes, yeah, I beat him in tic-tac-toe. <laughs> yeah, All right, he's right. got these true. He's got that in yeah. form. Going yeah, it's him. not... Uh, I think that the new regime, this is the new era of Twins new baseball. New era, yes. Looks at the uh, the number of tickets that they sell, the amount of money they spend flying guys in from the Dominican and everywhere else. And I don't think they think they're getting the value. Is what sure. They, so anyway, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be back in some form. I think they're doing the... The caravan too, but not in the old way. I oh, don't okay. think. I think they're doing some of it, but gotcha. not, not all over South Dakota and places like that. So it's a new era of Twins baseball. Yes, Let's it see. Is. 
Now that Viking game, I don't know if we've covered that enough. Yeah, we have. How the hell? Did... They're they're an odd team. They are a very odd team, Strange. but they're ten and two. It's fun. They're ten and two. This guy's got a horseshoe farther <laughs> farther up there Ooh, than Kirk Bud. Or O'Connell. Kirk. Yeah. No, not not Kirk. O'Connell. O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. He Kevin seems O'Connell. calm though. He, he does. Is. On the sidelines, he's very calm. He, he is. He doesn't uh, seem to scream at his players. No. You got to have some guy screaming at. You know, somebody was telling me today that uh, a kind of a talking history at. Uh, <clears throat> it, it got us back to the Vikings' first ever game. And you know, there are two C words. There's the short one and the long one, right? And the first Viking yeah. game, the first Viking game, the legend is George Hallis and the monsters of the Midway come to town, the Bears, and the Vikings, what, 37 to 14 or something? The Vikings embarrass them. Targeted runs around. And Papa Bear George Hallis... The legend is, walked on the bus, looked at him and said, you're all his players. Yeah. There was enough players. One bus could take the players right. to the airport. And he said, you're all a bunch of short C-words. Right. That's, that was it. That was his tribute to the performance. Not you're acting like not, one. Not, you not are like, one. Not, that, was his, that, was his, <laughs> that was his assessment of their performance. That's rather uncharitable. And then, they sat, then he sat down and never said another word until the next practice. I don't think Kevin would do that. No, they, I don't no, think no, so. No. I don't think Kevin said that after the Cowboys no, game. No, right? that would end up on TikTok. He'd <laughs> yes, be in trouble. Right. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, that Have you talked show. to him yet? I bet at a couple in of person? press conferences. No, not not a one-on-one. Yeah, I bet at a couple of press conferences. I like him. He's, he's... Joe says that's rather uncharitable. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> it is. It's a bit yeah. harsh. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, they were, you know, the McKay thing, the famous McKay one out in that little hallway. And, come on in, meet the fellas. Come on in. Yeah, you don't want to talk to me yeah. after they got their ass kicked. Yeah. Just, you come don't want to talk meet to me. The come on in. Come on in and meet the fellas. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't get that from Kevin O'Connell either. No. God, with a cigar going yeah. in that little ante room. Yep. Yep. That you know that just eight of us in there, and, and then the best there was that little storage room there yeah. at Met Stadium, and the door opens behind him, and the and the equipment guy like sneaks out behind him, and he said, "Who built this bleeping place?" You know, <laughs> God, I loved him, the most acerbic guy that ever, first ever John McKay show, the host, the affable host says, uh you know, and then John, and he asked him some question about their first loss or something. He says, pal, this is the John McKay show. I asked the questions. About, you know, <laughs> basically, he, he humiliated the uh, the the host <laughs> first ever comment. Where was he? USC? USC, yeah. yeah. He, was, he had all the great running backs. Yeah. You know, he was fantastic. So then followed by John Robinson, who was another legend, to say the least. All right. Uh, Good enough. Yeah, I uh, say so. You know who watches bowl games? Collar. He oh, yeah, he does like Collar the bowl games. Collar loves the bowl games. How can you love the bowl games? I don't get it. Foot bah. We'll be back next week after another amazing Viking victory. You have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. 
trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 40 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. Hey, GLers, the Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction. Yes, that's a mouthful, but let me say it again. The Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction is going to start December 9th at 12 a.m. and run through December 15th at 8 p.m. 70% off items of the retail value. All you got to do, go to garagelogic.com, enter the keyword auction. Here's a list of some of the items that we're going to have in the Garage Logic 1000th Podcast Auction a gas furnace from Air Mechanic. Mechanical, a stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV, a water heater from Air Mechanical, five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations, the ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat, sporting clays and dinner for four from Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, and a $4,000 gift certificate from RF Moeller. How about... Fratelloni's gift cards, certificates. That's right, $100, $250, $500, $1,000 gift certificate towards a new garage door from my friends at Rise and Shine Garage Door. Again, it doesn't start until December 9th at 12 a.m., but it only runs through December 15th. So you've got a couple of days, but it starts on December 9th. It's the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. You can find out more at garagelogic.com. Enter the keyword auction. The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. And we're going to throw this holiday analogy at you. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? Not me, I wouldn't. That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates this dessert exchange with 40 family members. It's going to be great. You could have a fun family exchange with desserts like divinity peanut brittle fudge cutouts gingerbread all of that good stuff at the canopy group we get that it is all about options that's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies in addition we have 40 licensed elves i think those are agents working behind the scenes to assure you always to have the best coverage at the best price remember our clients average saving is over 800 per year this holiday season don't get stuck with just the fruitcake Get options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com today.